All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Risk Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. <laughs> you forgot which one. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are all guilty as charged as we watch oh Guilty God. as Charged. This episode. <laughs> uh, this first aired July 29th, 2017, written by frequent... Robots in Disguise and Prime Writer David McDermott. Uh, last seen uh, writing Sphere of Influence, the uh, the Springload episode. Oh, hey. Where oh. everybody gets obsessed by a ball. Yes. They're like, oh my god, I need this. Oh, that was a fun one. And so we, we open in the scrapyard. There is that weird cat that hangs around this show sometimes. Yes, there's the kitten! Okay, which well, I feel like we haven't seen in a while. You'd think it'd be a little bigger by now, but hmm. I guess not. Yes. Maybe it's a different one. Maybe they've got a whole feral colony going on in the scrapyard. <laughs> I mean, this definitely seems like a place where you would have feral cats. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> they don't have a junkyard dog. Seems like the kind of place that I would be sent out to to go pick up some feral cats. Yes. <laughs> Aww. And yeah, so the team is on alert. Somebody is clearly there, but they can't see anybody. As if somebody we do is, see some footprints. Yes, footprints. And then finally, Fix is able to tell them that the the person they're looking for is right in front of them. Somebody appears out of nowhere, but strong, and it appears to be like a sort of magenta strong arm. <laughs> Mauve, maybe. It, I, I don't think I don't know. It's not. There's not a blue in it to be mauve. I think it's more of a magenta, or maybe a fuchsia. Maybe fuchsia, maroon, maroon. Uh, what I, what it, what it definitely is is something we should get as a repaint of that new strong arm that we're getting. Yes. Like, oh yeah, we're getting a new strong arm toy. Yay! Which is like partial, well, heavy remold of the Alita mold. Yes. It's got like her pelvis and thighs. I think. Yeah. Maybe part of the leg. The feet. The feet are the same. It has her shoulders, no, which is the problem. She needs broader shoulders. So the team, of course, they're mm. going to shoot. But no, 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 no. Strong Arm knows this person. This is Nitra. Which it's her girlfriend. <laughs> now, we, I, I think initially everybody thought that this was like female version of Nitro. There's, there's Nitro, but it's N I G H. So I don't know what this means at all. Wasn't there okay? So oh, I'm... it's night, Rob. Yes, That's weird. I I did assume it was nitro with an A. Yeah, but no, nitro with a G H, which was not her original name. Uh, as early TV listings refer to her as Chicane. Yeah, which is a little gives away the game a little too much. So although it it, it is actually it is it's a racing a racing thing. yes it's, yeah. it's an artificial S curve in the road of a mm-hmm. racing circuit, but mm-hmm. it also can be mm-hmm. like chicanery. Yeah, it, yes. it sounds too close to chicanery. And she's clearly up to chicanery here. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, yes, her, her best friend uh, from back in the day, and voiced by special guest star, Lori Petty. Yay! Now, if you did not live through the early to mid-90s, there was a time <laughs> when Lori Petty was like a movie star. Like a big, you know... Like, there were movies that came out that were Lori Petty movies. Yes. Yes. Although, admittedly, I only remember one. Most people only remember one. 
Tank Girl. That is why there weren't any subsequent Lori Petty movies. Oh my god. I saw Tank Girl in the theater. Oh god. And I had an OC who turned into Tank Girl's tank. I (laughs) was like... Well, I mean, I was a very cool comics teenager in the 90s, so I was familiar with Tank Girl, like, before the movie. Like, I actually had a Tank Girl t-shirt that I think, it was technically, I think, a Teenage Fan Club t-shirt, which which is a band for those who who are not up on that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, because the character was originally created by uh, Jamie Hewlett, who is currently primarily known as the artist for uh, the pseudo band The Gorillas, uh, and she was featured in a lot of like music magazine stuff as much as comic stuff. Now I don't care uh, in the in the UK. Now I'm curious. You saw Tank Girl in the theater. Did you also own the Tank Girl soundtrack? Oh my god, yes. And it got so beat up from being carried around in my backpack all the time. I I absolutely, like, know the words to pretty much all of the songs. Because that was an extremely <laughs> rad mid-90s soundtrack. Yes, it was definitely, like, up there with, like, the singles soundtrack and many of the other excellent soundtracks. The Angus soundtrack and, uh... Yeah, it was that was a very good soundtrack that got lots of play in my '79 Volvo 240 station wagon. Now I'm I'm not going to say uh, that it's a good movie, but if you want to see a movie in which Ice T plays a kangaroo man, have I got a movie for you? <laughs> yes. uh, it's also got well, for '90s comic book based movies, pretty good. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, uh, uh, it's better than Barbed Wire. Yes. It does show up. It does show up on Pluto TV on occasion. So uh, I've, I've seen some of it recently. It does. Uh, it has Malcolm McDowell as the villain. Yes. So that puts it in with uh, whichever Star, Star Trek generations. Star generations. Time is the fire in which we burn. Uh, it's, oh, that's why the artist draws scruffy little people. He's a scruffy little man. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah. Uh, it, it also has an extremely cute um, Naomi Watts in it. Yes. Yeah. It's got Naomi Watts' Jet Girl. Uh, I think there is a some sub-girl, sub-girl in there. Sub-girl and, and Cusack, the forgotten Cusack. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. But she's she's in like a bunch of like big early to mid nineties movies. She's in Point Break. She's in a League of Their Own. Uh, she's uh-huh. in In the Army now with uh, Polly Shore. <laughs> like the Hollywood wanted to be in the Lori Petty business because what we wanted yeah. were short haired Southern girls with weird voices. Yes, so I was I was She's ready. She's also done a fair bit of voice acting. I was ready for that. She has, yeah. Yes. Since then. Uh, probably most notably uh, playing Livewire, uh, the Superman villain. Mm-hmm. Yes. In in a, a, a handful of episodes that are definitely Bruce Tim working through something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the 90s, everybody loved a manic pixie dream girl who could... Yes, them, and she apparently. was more manic and more pixie than most others. 
Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, so she is, uh, she is, uh, Strong Arms Old Pal from the Police Academy, back this- when they used to hang out with, uh, you know, Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> and Steve Gutenberg. This episode oh, is so that gay. That sound effects. This episode is so gay, because the only way you can read Strong Arm, like, putting up with Nitra is if there's, like... romantic feelings there because otherwise they're not gonna get along at all but if strong arm is overlooking just the absolute it's a very much i can fix her kind of relationship i feel like my my, my disaster lesbian girlfriend has come to sleep on our couch It's exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, because they are that. complete opposites of the stuff. They're just, yeah. it's, this episode is so gay. Like, I'm sad that it's going up in uh, probably the very beginning of July, because it's going to be just short of Pride Month. Because yeah. The- <laughs> like, I, I was aware of this episode existing, and I had caught some little bits of it in the background of Pluto TV, but just watching it, it's it's so gay. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is another episode I definitely missed, and yeah, it is a shame it, it, it doesn't fall in Pride Month that we didn't really do anything for it. But then again, she, we forgot to mention is, we actually hit 350 episodes. We did. And changed. Yes. Yes, this is absolutely Strong Arms Disaster X. Hmm. And yeah, she is invisible because she has a light bender. Yes, and she's just like, yeah, I was just sneaking around because we're, we're robots in disguise, right? And not because I was up to anything bad. <laughs> no, I was not up to any chicanery. <laughs> Certainly not. Also, she mentioned she got the light bender on Luna 1, which is something yes. I only hear it referred, I'm only familiar with it being referred to in IDW. And the movie. No, it's mm-hmm. Moonbase One uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, oh, it's mo- Jazz to Moonbase One. No, to Moonbase Two. Moonbase Two. Sorry. Jazz right. to Jazz Moonbase is Two. Jazz on Moonbase One. Yes. They're both appetizers, anyway. But it's just Lu- it's Luna One in the IDW stuff. Also, uh, she mentions that they they got into a brush up at one point because they tried to arrest a wrecker for speeding. And that's why her signal's a little weird. It's much like yes. uh, Steeljaw has the scratches through his Decepticon symbol that mess up their mm-hmm. ability to track him. Uh, she's got scratches through her Autobot symbol. You'd think she could have gotten that fixed, but no. No, it's uh, it's convenient. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're just going to go out on patrol and they're going to catch up. And, uh, you know, she needs a vehicle, but uh, I'll just uh, I'll just scan strong arms. Yeah. Well, no, strong arm says she'll scan mine. Yes. Because they're lesbians. <laughs> such a, it's very much like it's cold out. Do you need a sweater? You know, she can take mine. She's it's, my size. It's fine. It's, she it's, will turn into a lesbian police truck. Yes. <laughs> well, she doesn't have the light bar. No. But she is a big, a big chunky truck. But pink, super pink. B is not sure. 
Bumblebee is, like, not buying any of this. Which is good, because obviously she's up to bad things, and it's good to have at least one of the characters acknowledge that this person is super sketchy. <laughs> so yeah, they, they go out for a drive, they are being watched surreptitiously by one more of these sneaky minicons. <gasps> Yay, more oh. minicons! Uh, this guy is High Test. Oh, okay, so he's gonna eventually turn into Optimus Prime. Okay. <laughs> his his head sort of. No, you're, you're thinking of high Yeah, Q. that was high Q. Oh, high, high test was one that was either Dreadwing or Darkwind. Oh, uh, yeah, one of those. Anyway, his his head looks like it's a modified version of strong arms, though, because it's got it does the look like strong arms. Things yeah. out the side. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that it helps that we've been looking at strong arms' head a lot because she has a new toy that is coming out. <laughs> well, yes. it has a very good representation of her head from the show. It's she has a very a good representation of her head. She just doesn't look like she could bench press a person. Yeah, not good. Well, well yeah. she's she's not pure brick and muscle in, in the show. She just has defined abs and larger shoulders than you usually get on a fembot. <laughs> and a nose. Although, at least there's a lot, supposedly going to be a lot more deco on her head, so her head looks proper, as opposed to the Old warrior toys that what they were at the time. Yeah, the warriors. Yeah, I, I that was that was actually the only, uh, I think the only robots in disguise toy I even bought uh, was that original mm. strong arm. It, it's one of the handful I have. Yeah, sh- shooting down the walls of heartache. Bang bang, she is the warrior. <laughs> Anyway, so so we flash back, and it turns out that you know they they did not part on the best of terms because Nitra kind of, sorta, definitely cheated on her exams, and they found the file that she used to cheat, the the key file they call it. Yeah, it and she seems to basically be like they found her USB drive with all the test mm, answers. Mm, yes, and she said, you know, strong arm, you should just take the fall for me here, because if you say you got it accidentally, they'll believe you, whereas they will not believe me, because I'm an inveterate screw. <laughs> because I'm a disaster. Yes. But Strongarm cannot, she cannot tell a lie. And so Nitro totally gets kicked out. Yep, yep, we get a whole flashback to them being brought before, I guess, the headmaster? The council? Or the the head proctor, maybe? Maybe the head proctor. They, they call these guys the proctors. And, uh... Because they're gonna fight the Avengers in the 90s. <laughs> and Strongarm cannot lie, and she says it's not hers. Because it would have been aiding and abetting. Yes. She can't do that. And of, of all the things you you can ask your girlfriend to do for you, she's not gonna break the law. No, not no, when... No, she will not. Not when she's Strongarm. Especially when she's memorized all the regulations while still in training. Yes. Well, she says that she was hoping that having to actually face the consequences would put her friend on the straight and narrow and get her to shape up, go into rehab or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but no. Ooh. If we do get a, a redeco of the new strong arm toy in different colors, would you prefer Nitra or Greejeeber? One hundred percent Nitra. Yeah. Oh, but I like Greejeebus colors. I mean, he's fine, but he's not also not a robotic Lori Petty. Well, no. okay, yeah, there is that. Because uh, Nitra is extremely Lori Petty. She also has like, you know, like gigantic lips. She's been using fillers or something. Yeah. 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 Her her lips and eyes are bigger than strong arms. 
Yes. Kind of makes her look like a duck. Mm. <laughs> well, or maybe it's just because, like, she has a much smaller helmet, it seems bigger. Maybe she's taking yes. a lot of selfies, so she's doing a lot of duck face <laughs> for selfies, and it just stuck like that. Yeah. Well, she's she's Lori Petty, but she's not cranked up to, like, Tank Girl or Livewire levels. <laughs> yes. She's sort of toned down. She's a little tough. I mean, she, you've got to figure, she is, like, 20 years older than she was when she was doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to think about how old Tank Girl is now, my God. Oh, in, in, in the flashbacks on Cybertron, we see statues of Optimus Prime and various things, including Bulkhead. Yeah. Just a nice big round bulkhead statue. Aww. And uh, keep your uh, keep a pin in uh, in that uh, thing about bulkhead because we may be seeing him later this season. Ooh. Yay! So this 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 mini con tries to go for Strong Arm's weapon, but instead it scares some birds, and then it runs away, and also. Strong and also Nitro runs away because she is super on edge. Very jumpy. She is concerned yes. about something. Yeah, so Strong Arm talks to her and she, she see she is a bounty hunter these days, and one of her the people she caught, a guy named Blastwave, has escaped from Trypticon Prison. Yeah, sure. yeah, name drop. And you were called the Trypticon Prison. I believe that uh, that is from uh, animated. Uh, did what? I don't know that we ever actually saw it, but I think they mentioned it, and it definitely turns up in, like, the comics. Yes, we do see it in the, the club comic of that right. year. Right. I don't know if we actually see it on the show, but it's... I don't think I think so. I don't, I don't remember it. it being mentioned on the show, but it probably was. Yeah. Maybe at the end of I think it was, three. yeah, mm-hmm. name dropped at some point. Yeah. So, and so he is, he's looking for her, and that's why she's come to Earth. Hmm. And then, of course, all I could think of were... Um, do you remember that, uh, that Kira Knightley movie, Domino, where she was a bounty hunter? No. <laughs> no? No, I don't. Oh. I, I remember Domino in the Deadpool movie. No, well, I guess I, I, guess I was going... It's a, it's a Tony Scott movie, so it's incredibly obnoxious. Oh. Um, and I guess I was going to the movies a lot around the time it was coming out, because I swear I got the trailer for it like five times, and it's so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I don't remember that. Look it up on YouTube. It is intolerable. Anyway, so uh, so this minicon a uh, cuts. Uh, you know, but wait, he's now talking. First, it's important to point out that Strongarm, being the vaguely embarrassing lesbian in this relationship, announces that that she's going to help out because Danger is her middle name, or it would be <laughs> if Cybertronians had middle names. Yes. And uh, Twitch Nitro says, uh, Earth's made you really weird. Uh, strong arm. It looks good on you. Although, <laughs> yeah. of, course she, of course, she has a little private nickname for her. She calls her Regs. Yes, because she yeah, knows all I, the regulations. I didn't hear at first. I thought she was calling her Red. It's like, but she's not Red. What? Is this well, well, it's like how you call a, a, a really big guy Tiny. Maybe. <laughs> but Regs. Regs doesn't quite roll off the name, but yeah, she knows all the regulations. Sure. Yep, so she's Regs, which, again, somewhat intimate nickname. Yes. Mm. Yes, it is. Yes, they were like, Regs and Murtaugh. <laughs> oh. I feel that if this were made, like, even five years later, this would be somewhat more... 
it would be it would explicit. be more of a, it would be a romantic. I mean, I, I didn't want to say explicit because well, no, but it, it would it would hint more textual. At the How's that? Textual. It would be that's a good one. Yeah, text versus uh, subtext. Yeah, if well, it came out now, yes, there would be more subtext. Yeah, but if I said explicit, you'd just think you know blue is the warmest color. Yes, but no. No. textual. It would be more textual. Yes. Anyway, so this minicon reports back to his boss, who we are not calling Soundwave, except in the credits. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it totally just is Frank Welker with a reverb. Yeah. And he's oh, you totally blew it. You have to come back here so I can kill you. <laughs> or ring oscillator. That may be what they're putting on it. Oh. And he's. I mean, would they've had those in the eighties. The minicon is like no, and nope. He's- just a scared baby. Soundwave is. Soundwave <laughs> needs to stop being the mean. People need to stop yeah. abusing minicons in this show. I mean, like, it feels too menacing for Soundwave until you remember oh, wait, this is Prime Soundwave, the most menacing of Soundwaves. Yes. But, like, <laughs> this is appropriate. Starscream yes. was exploiting minicons, and now oh. Soundwave is exploiting minicons, and yeah, it's not good. Makes me sad. They're good little guys. Do not flee. You'll be terminated at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> he's not going to come out of his glowy portal, but he's going to make threats. No. Don't make me come over there. I'm sorry. I can't really. Do, I'm just doing Mr. Butlertron from Clone High. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I can add a reverb on it in post. There you go. <laughs> Wesley, please. Anyway, so we get uh, we get back get back to Scrapper, and Bobby is not thrilled that she told Nitra that she would help her, but yeah, okay, we'll help. Yeah, Bumblebee but, you know, is, is not trusting this lady. No. I mean, have you noticed that she sounds like Lori Petty? <laughs> She's like, I, I know that you're blinded by some feeling strong arm, but she <laughs> is a disaster and you do not need to let her crash on your couch. Yes. She's probably going to take our stuff. Oh, she will absolutely sell all your silverware. But, you know, Nitra is pretty sure that Blastwave is even going to turn up. At which point, Blastwave immediately turns up. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has very strong bludgeon redeco vibes. Because Uh, he literally is. He literally is a bludgeon redeco. Yeah. Well, he's a bludgeon pre-tool. And, of course, he himself is a re... Well, I think they used almost the exact same mold to make Bludgeon. But they retooled um, Megatronus to make this figure. Oh, right. Yeah. He looks very uh, scary. He he is a very scary-looking dude. And also, instead of talking to them, he's just... Yeah, he's a big like he's Frankenstein. menacing dude who obviously looks like he turns into a tank, someone, although he never yes. does. Someone says that they're sorry does. they don't speak brute, which, yes. given oh, later developments, said. that will be kind of rude. But I couldn't. I, I rewound it and I couldn't tell what he was saying. I thought, is he saying you talk a groot? What? Saying he doesn't. Can't, that can't be what talk he's saying. Brute. He's uh, on the brute squad. He is the brute squad. The brute squad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so there, there's a big fight. Nitra immediately hightails it out of there. She's like, nope. He kind of just smacks around and then just leaves through this portal. 
And it turns out that Blastwave is, he has a ship in orbit, and it's cool looking. It's very <laughs> cool. Everybody has, oh, oh man, I love a Transformer setting where dudes are just tooling around in their own little small crew ships. I am a fan of that. Apparently that is also Fracture's ship. Like, it's the same model, but it's recolored. So uh-huh. I guess it's just, that's very popular amongst uh-huh. the bounty hunting set. I mean, hmm. that sounds reasonable. So now they've got to go find Nitra. Um, you know, luckily Strongarm does indeed find her, the Crown City Colossus. <laughs> Which you may remember from previous episodes. Yes, and she has to has everybody evacuate before she finds her. And, you know, she's like, uh, you know, what what the hell, Nitra, why did you just run away? Aren't you, like, allegedly a bounty hunter of some sort? But she's like, no, 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 I was trying to, trying to draw him away. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, trying to draw him away from you guys. At which point Blastwave just turns up again immediately and just grabs her like he's the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> and uh, hauls her through this portal. Yes. So they uh, they go back to the... Uh, the sh- she goes back to the scrap area and it's time to go after her. And I guess they've got all those weapons from Windblade's Casher, so it is time to lock and load. Yeah, they, they do mention that they're pulling out some Windblade's Caches here. And yeah, it's time for everybody to get guns Except Sideswipe is not allowed to take an actual gun gun because it could punch a hole in the ship. <laughs> well, which he tried is to always... take a bazooka. Yes, he yes. tried to take a bazooka onto... I mean, to be fair, how often do you think Sideswipe has been, like, on a spaceship? <laughs> so he probably was not thinking that that's going to punch through the hole, but it's always nice when people remember that that's not a good idea. Oh, what's this breach hull all die? <laughs> Had it underlined and everything. Proper amounts yes. of pressurization are your friend. Yes, uh, for uh, for more information on this, watch the news. <laughs> yes, mm. as, as lots of people have been learning lately. You need one atmosphere yes, of pressure. You shouldn't have too much, and you also shouldn't have too little. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, moving away from the news, do you know how hard I tried to find that clip for Mystery Science Theater 3000 and could not? <laughs> oh. Like the last... Reach home. <laughs> that actually just came on TV the other day and I watched it. Oh, man. I know, the only place I could find it was on Facebook and I couldn't figure out a way to link it. Because ah. fuck Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is very bad for linking things. I am aware yeah, so, of this. So everybody has just gone full Liefeld. Yes. <laughs> yes. Grimlock's got some, like, they're like brass knuckles, but with little energon things like on energy them. Knuckles. Energy knuckles. Energy uh, knuckles. He is ready sideswipe for punching. A sideswipe has, like a, like, a huge anime video game protagonist sword. Yes. <laughs> Drift is opting to only bring his own sword. He picks up possibly the sword that Sideswipe ends up taking, and then he's just like, ugh, no. This is not a weapon of honor. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I will just fire these small children at my foes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird that when you think about like how honorable Drift is, and, and his main attack is throwing children at people. <laughs> I mean, they're you know, and swords. His it, children. It, it, 
It's like a, I mean, they're they're kind of his. They're they're his sons, sort of in a like a Splinter Ninja Turtle sense. Yes. Mm. More, or they're the very least his wards, like Dick Grayson. Yeah. Hmm. Bert Ward and a second Bert Ward. <laughs> uh, that would be Ward Bert. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Uh, so so they get into they uh, they board this ship. Uh, they get into a big fight with Blast Wave. Nitro once again is freed and immediately runs away. Of course, that seems to be what she's best at. That seems to be what she's best at. <laughs> it's a strong arm. Yeah, that <laughs> that is away. definitely a sentence that would be. Said through tears while somebody puts boxes in the back of a Subaru. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, they're so gay. They're such lesbians. It's ridiculous. It's so good. So, so they get blast wave trapped in like this Sioux storm force field, hmm. and then they take a look that at his, at his belt buckle, and uh, oh no, oh no, it's an Autobot symbol. Listen, it's blast wave. I I know, you know, we don't judge people on their appearances here, but if you're a big scary guy and you're not able to speak clearly, uh, you know, vocally, you need to have, like, big Autobot symbols on you. Like, yes. like big yes. red ones, like on your chest, your shoulders, one on your butt, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're not an obvious, like, purple or black that probably no, and also your green, green is a little neutral. Green is like, like 50-50. Could you go more blue or red? Yes. I mean, he's got green and blue. I mean, that you're wait. You're just a touch too close to bad guy colors. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe I realize that he's apparently the bounty hunter here, so he probably wants to seem intimidating. But he's got to realize that he's got to be sending off friendly signals here, or he's going to catch some some friendly fire. Yeah, so so, so he, he starts signing you morons. Yes, or yes. He's, he's using Cybertronian sign language, and he's lucky that it's not just him raising his middle finger at them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he goes from being all like grrr to just being like yeah, signing in what Bumblebee describes as Cybertronian sign language, and you can tell it's probably just like you absolute idiots. <laughs> And then, of course, Bumblebee is very sympathetic because, as you recall, he spent the entire previous show not able to talk. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit ableist saying that he speaks brute. So that was mm. that was mean. But, yeah, Bumblebee is yeah. immediately on Blast Wave's side, which is fair and correct. But also he's like, crap, we misunderstood this guy because he mm. has a disability. That I once had myself, and uh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So, strong arm is taken off. She finds Nitro at the bridge, and she is sealing this cargo bay off uh, so he can't escape. And then she's just going to open the cargo bay and uh, jettison them all into outer space. Dump everybody. And she pretty quickly realizes that Blast Wave is the bounty hunter, and that Nitra is the escaped criminal. In fact, she is the, she calls herself the best thief in the galaxy. Yes. Which, I mean, maybe she's good at stealing because she's not very good at lying. No. I mean, she's good at it, but she's not convincing at it. Mm. 
quantity then, yeah, high she, quality, not as not so much. And indeed, she did steal his light bender, and not only can it make it invisible, it can also do like the Mysterio thing, where she can create like a bunch of what? hologram duplicates of herself. It can do the mirage thing, yes. or the mirage thing, yes. And you know, uh, they they have a heart to heart and. Uh, uh, strong arm, you know, explains that she wouldn't lie for her because she hoped it would set her straight. And in my notes, I'm just like, nothing is going to set her straight. <laughs> 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 so yeah, yeah, she can do the whole mirage thing with the lights and make multiples of herself. And it's a fight. So, so the Autobots, they take all their giant Rob Liefeld weapons and they combine them into a giant weapon that shoots swords. <laughs> well, they, well, they combine at least two, and, and it's, a, it's a very Sentai thing, combine our weapons to be our finishing attack, which just shoots the sword into the door so they can use it as a pry bar. Yes. Okay, just for the record, this is crazy and dangerous, and we should never, ever try this at home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's a gun that shoots knives. <laughs> Best kind of not gun. I kind of feel like that's also something you need to be very careful shooting in a spaceship. Yes. Mm. So they they do this, but unfortunately, this is just as the the doors are opening, so they have to form like this robot chain to not get sucked into space. Well, yeah, because because um, Blast Wave is the first one. He's the last one to get to the door, and he doesn't make it. He's being sucked out. And- Sideswipe for once, like tries to help someone instead of thinking of himself yes. first. Aww. And, and the then Sideswipe does injured. have a good heart. He's just kind of a doofus most of the time. Yes. yes. And somehow, like as they're pulling everyone back, like Drift just loses his footing and falls behind everyone else. Yep. And Blastwave yes. catches him Blast because has to get him. Blastwave, so, uh, so, despite looking terrifying, is actually a good guy. Yes. So they they've all earned each other's trust now. Oh wait, actually. He looks a smidge like Death's Head if you squint a lot. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Because he's got the green going on. He's got the green. And sort of a skull-ish face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Strongarm, of course, is not doing so great here, but then she figures, oh, hey, it's a light bender. What if it didn't have any light to bend? Ha-ha! Which is a neat idea, except for the fact that the rest of the scene is the same level of light. Yeah, they really need to, like, darken this somehow. Yeah. At least put a filter over the fucking thing or mm. something. So she kills the lights. Nitra, you know, the holographic Nitras disappear. Now we are down to just the one standing there and, looking and smart now, and then startled. Yeah. And then she gets the cup slapped, slapped on her. And not in a fun way. Mm. <laughs> not in the way that they probably did back at the police academy. <laughs> oh. So hey, she's all, hey, well, this was uh, well, this was all just a hilarious prank. Come on. And no, she's she's going to the stasis, and we're we're back on Earth, and Star Arms all, you know, well, you know, she's not my friend anymore, and maybe she was never really my friend. Aww. But you know, B acknowledges that this couldn't have been easy for her. But he appreciates that ultimately she did what needed to be done. But she, you know, she and she she certainly wasn't a friend the way you guys are my friends. Aww. 
And yeah, that is uh, that's Guilty Charge. I I really like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. this was uh, some very fun episode. I love special having having exciting special guest stars being characters in this. And I again big uh, big tank girl Lori Petty person. So this is very good. So gay. It was so gay. It was so good. <laughs> All you do is run away. Uh, it was, yeah. I like this. This may be, I'd have to think about it, may be my favorite of the season so far. And I really like that we have uh, a villain who is just a rogue Autobot and not a Decepticon. Yes, that's yeah. always a uh, exciting change. And I, Yeah, it's like, if it wasn't for the Soundwave cameo, we wouldn't really have a villain in the episode quite or at least not a Decepticon. Yes. I I thought the Blast Wave reveal was a good twist. Because, I mean, she mm. could have been... I, I was ready to buy Nitra as a crooked bounty hunter, at least. But Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it was, it was a good twist. Good episode. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, now give, it, give us that toy. Yes. yes. So that now brings us to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Yes, this week on one, two, three, four, five, fight, man! If you sleep, you die. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's one of those uh, uh, dream episodes that happen quite often, which are usually uh, associated with like a taper or uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, the Baku? dream eaters. Yeah, the dream eater I... thing. Dream eater. But this time, instead, you can get the monster of the week the is the best assassin in the universe who's in a small box. Mm-hmm. Okay. They open the box, and it's a gold praying mantis, which does turn into a is normal it... monster of the week sized suit, mm-hmm. but. Is it Scud the Disposable Assassin? Going back to <laughs> mid 90s indie comic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Anyway, so it's a praying mantis monster. It's the best. It, what? And then, uh, like, Billions j- just kicks it. It's like, you suck at fighting. But it's like, no, 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 no. I have one cool trick, which is getting into people's dreams, which he proceeds to do by finding the rangers, gets into the red Rangers dreams. hate this one weird trick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gets into his dreams and proceeds to create, uh, well, a, a series of Ultraman references in that... He cr- there are giant crosses in the nightmare, and he crucifies the Green Ranger and slashes his arm. Oh no, he wakes up and he has the slash on his arm. That is literally just Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it begins a you die in the dream, you die in real life thing, but it doesn't go into the dreams enough. Like, it's Red Ranger, and then that also happens to the Yellow Ranger as they're helping a child look for local bugs over summer break or some nonsense. And and then after two, they realize, oh, wait, this is a dream monster. We can't go to sleep. Like, it felt like they should have had more dreams before they got to that point to have more wacky dreams. Because, like, the Yellow Ranger's dream was just, like, at an amusement park. With, she was in teacup rides. And then, then a creepy clown with a Hitler mustache comes over and kisses her hand. And then that's the Brain Mantis monster. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And, oh. Oh yeah, the Ferris wheel stuff was probably filmed when they were on vacation last week. Anyway, the, the the zone enemy bad guys show up while the Rangers are tired and attack them as like they're fighting bad. It's like, haha, you guys can't go to sleep. If you go to sleep, you die. 
So we're just going to keep harassing you until you do go to sleep. <laughs> you die in but, your dream, uh, you die for real. They cut to the chase because the bad guys use sleeping gas on the rangers. So after the rangers run away from the fight because they're tired, they fall asleep. And then the monster gets into all their dreams collectively. It's like, have you not seen the, the um, oh, what is it called? The, the Dream Warriors? <laughs> Was that the that third was or fourth third one? one? Dream Warriors. Yeah, so it, it's all the rangers. No it is all the rangers against the monster, but the monster is like, I'm going to treat you like insects because I control the dream world. I am Freddy Krueger. Unfortunately, the child they were helping collect bugs is outside, and while inside the dream, the monster of the week is still this praying mantis that's like, admittedly like six inches long it's a huge praying mantis and and the kid just picks it up and starts poking it with a stick <laughs> and eventually it pokes it enough it's like ow ow and he, the monster has to come out turn big and the rangers wake up and then there's a fight outside breaks down into the u- usual fighting and monsters and stuff oh and, and the five kundals which showed up like a dozen episodes ago at this point are still there they've been in the last few episodes cheering on the rangers in little cutaways like a greek chorus every once in a while and it, it's cute but it's also weird it's like we're still selling these little dolls i guess <laughs> anyway the, the rangers they summon arthur who turns into the earth cannon they shoot the monster monster gets absorbed by the giant stay puff robot grows big robot fight end of stuff it it's an okay like dream monster episode but i wish there was more wacky dream stuff like if they'd had just like one of the other rangers in between like starting with the red ranger was a bad move it should have started with like the black ranger and then he doesn't know what happened and then it gets to the yellow ranger and then the red's like oh shit i know and what's then going the on the black ranger dies first because he's the black ranger well, yeah, but he's... Sure, yes. Let's go with that. It is a horror movie. They're all but Japanese yeah. here, but, you know, go with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine episode. Last week's was amazing. This week's was just... Okay. Anyway, I'm done. Okay, so that is it for us for this week. We'll be back with more Robots and Disguiser next week. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook and on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. It's patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen into our fun monthly uh, special episodes where we watch new movies, we watch random weird stuff, and we watch a surprising amount of things with Jeffrey Combs. Uh, because for the month of June, uh, which will be last month as of when this is posted, uh, we watched an episode of the weird 90s American-produced Ultraman series uh, that had our good buddy Jeffrey Combs in it. Uh, and also some very nice-looking suits, as long as they don't have to do anything. Uh, yes. <laughs> and and very, very early in the career of Kane Kosogi... Well, I guess... King Kosugi was also a child actor, but in his Tokusatsu career, it was very yes. early. He looks so young. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, for July, we have not yet decided what we're going to do because we don't know when Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to pop up on streaming and yeah, make us or, cry uh, so hard. The make us cry so stuff. hard that we have to actively rehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. 
So uh, August, August is kind. No, July is kind of up in the air. What we're doing, August might be whatever comes out first. But also, uh, Shin Kamen Rider should be available by then. Ooh. So th- there are a handful. I do of like some Ano. Yes, and I haven't seen that one. I've seen Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman. I need to see the Ultraman one. Is that like somewhere? Uh. Shit. It's not I, on yes, Amazon I, or anything. I I think I forget if it's art. No, I don't think it's already out, but I think it's coming out. Ah, okay. But I forget. I will pay attention. Yeah, it, it's 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 good, but it it is also very much a con- a condensed version of the original Ultraman TV show, with some fun twists. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yes, that is at patreon.com slash icon underground. Always fun stuff every month. Yes. So that is it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with a movie tie-in episode. <gasps> Except dun, it's dun, a tie-in dun. to Transformers The Last Night. <gasps> what? Dun, dun, dun. Do we have another guest actor? I kind of don't hate The Last Night. I, so. We do have a guest actor, but it is not Stanley Tucci playing drunken oh. con man Merlin. Yeah, that would be so fun. That would be so fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that was like the first like reference I could think. It's like, are we getting Stanley Tucci? But no. The Tooch. Uh, no, but uh, it's not that strong a time that the episode is called The Golden Knight. Oh, yeah, so somebody just thought a good idea. It is time. also not about Las Vegas's hockey team. <laughs> mm. Alright, so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Mm-hmm.